0: Money FM eighty nine point three, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM eighty nine point three.
1: Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Amid volatility, high inflation, and recessionary concerns in the current market environment. How are Singaporean retail investors allocating their portfolios? Where do opportunities lie? And what's the best strategy to use amid all of this uncertainty? And why is investing for income important in the current market? Well, joining me on the phone today to tell us more is Clement Lee, who is the head of retail sales Southeast Asia at Franklin Templeton. Clement,
2: welcome to the show. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for joining me today. Okay, so I just want to start off with, you know, how we saw the U.S. Fed. They've opted for a 25 basis point hike last week. And they once again put inflation as their top concern. So how is the continuous hike in interest rates and high inflation impacting portfolios of retail investors here in Singapore? Sure,
2: you know, I think the average retail investor was Mm -hmm. somewhat excited and welcomed the rise in interest rates. That's simply because, you know, from that perspective, they are now getting you know Singapore fixed deposit rates at around three point five percent, maybe even hitting four percent if there's a bank promotion. Mm. But I think it's also important to consider the real return, net of inflation. Um, now, here's an interesting statistic, right? Mm-hmm. The NAS expects 2023 headline inflation mm-hmm. to come in at around five point five to six point five percent. So really, that is the real hurdle rate to beat for a net of inflation return. Mm-hmm. Now, given the inflation expectations for Singapore, I think it's very important for retail investors to consider investing you know, a percentage of their cash holdings into portfolios that could potentially beat the headline inflation number. Okay,
1: okay. So, so where are investors in Singapore allocating most of their assets? What trends are you seeing as we come to the end of March?
2: Sure. You know, late last year, you know, we saw long queues outside the retail banks. Mm -hmm. Investors were rushing to place their fixed deposits. This year, coming into March and into April, Mm -hmm. I think that that has changed somewhat. You know, the excitement over the high deposit rates has somewhat calmed down. Okay. Yeah, that you know will be in a higher interest rate environment for longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result of that, income yielding assets continue to be very popular among Singaporean investors. Mm -hmm. And across the industry, we've seen flows into diversified fixed income as well as multi-asset income funds. Given the current high interest rate environment, mm-hmm. the portfolio yield, for example, on a multi-asset income fund, it's around seven and a half, eight 8%, which really explains its popularity. We've also started to see flows back into the technology sector. As investors are still very much convinced of the longer-term digital disruption story, mm. um, the NASDAQ Composite has still done very well this year. Right. I think you know, investors these days are looking at barbell strategies of you know, investing for income
0: mm-hmm.
2: and also at the same time for longer-term capital growth. I think that makes a lot of sense in today's markets.
1: Mm, mm. Okay, okay. So, but what are some of the key concerns, would you say, amongst retail investors here in Singapore?
2: Well, I guess everyone's quite concerned about the market volatility, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, yeah, unknown, unknown, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, headlines popping up. But mm-hmm. you know, at, the, at the end of the day, um, I think it's really about their ability mm. to meet their longer term investment objectives such as retirement and kids education mm. um, and there's many of them are actually reviewing their current portfolios today to mm. see what tweaks they need to do you know to meet these long term goals
1: okay okay so speaking of volatility amidst all of this volatility on on and uncertainty why does income investing and portfolio diversification matter in the current market environment?
2: Great question. Um, let me take that into two parts. Why mm. income investing? Well, I think you know, receiving a consistent, sustainable stream of income from your portfolios mm-hmm. definitely helps cushion and acts as a buffer when markets are choppy. Okay. And investors get paid to wait mm. while waiting for a market recovery, right? Um, you know, I think the current year environment has also helped some managers like us, like Franklin Templeton, to build out income strategies,
0: mm-hmm. which are
2: able to distribute a level of income that is significantly higher than current fixed deposit rates, whilst at the same time combating, you know, inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, why portfolio diversification? Well, you know, in a stormy, in a, in a storm, in a stormy weather, I think one needs a very experienced captain to navigate the storm, and he needs all his instruments with him to do so successfully. Okay. Uh, so here at Franklin Templeton, we run a flagship income strategy um, that's been running for 75 years, and you know we've been able to navigate across different market cycles mm-hmm. simply because we have been able to access both fixed income markets as well as equity markets, um, diversifying you know our holdings
0: mm-hmm. and
2: for averaging you know about 9 percent over the last 75 years. So I think it's very important that for any portfolio that you run, um, you need to have all the necessary tools. Mm. To diversify properly.
1: Okay, okay. You know, last year, a sixty forty approach did not work or did not work so well. Is it a good strategy at the moment, would you say?
2: I think that's a fair comment and um, I will tweak your question a little bit. Mm-hmm. So a static sixty forty approach did not really work. So when I say static meaning that you, you didn't make any tweaks to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. However, an active 60 strategy did very well. So for example, last year, we started the year with uh, 60% overweight to equities and at the end of last year, we flipped and we were 60% overweight to fixed income. Mm-hmm. And that resulted, you know, in a strong 15% outperformance with mm. the broader equity market. So I think, you know, the bottom line is that um, you know, one needs to be nimble, mm-hmm. one needs to invest into quality companies, and one also needs to have somewhat of an active management in your portfolios.
1: Okay. So then, what other investment strategies do you see working or are more investors using in the current market?
2: Well, you well, know, definitely, you know, I think the time proven strategies such as you know, dollar cost averaging, mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense because you know, we simply don't know when markets will turn. Right. Being invested is also important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think you know, the latest buzzword these days, you know, is a barbell approach, right? So we see a lot of clients investing out know, for income on, on, on the left and perhaps, you know, for innovation technology on the right, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's what gives you that kind of potential capital growth.
0: Mm-hmm. At the same
2: time, you also see interest in you know, relatively newer asset classes to come into the marketplace, such as, you know, listed infrastructure. That's a very interesting sector. Um, you know, it's an asymmetric risk profile simply because um, you know when inflation rises, many of the underlying infrastructure companies are able to increase their prices in line with inflation, mm-hmm. and therefore it's a great inflation hedge as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you no, know, these are some of the trends that we see um, that the investors are starting to take note. Given okay. The okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, the multi-asset income approach, and how does that? Allow investors to widen the opportunity set for income enhancement.
0: Yeah, so
2: you we know, I think you know, it's back to this very old saying, mm-hmm. you never ever put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yes. And as we've seen recently, sometimes you know, yeah. buying a single bond gives you an attractive yield, but mm-hmm. then can run very high, you know, concentration risk. Mm. Um, so, I think broadly speaking, you know, being able to invest across different asset classes and the subsectors within each asset class. Gives you the breadth and depth of the markets. It gives you liquidity as well. Um, at the same time, it allows you to kind of pick up the best income opportunities within each asset mm. class, within each subsectors.
1: Okay, okay. And what are some of the common mistakes do you see amongst investors when it comes to allocating their assets then?
2: Well, buying on momentum, that's when you buy high. Mm. When momentum goes away, you, know, you sell low.
0: Right.
2: Many times, you know, we buy and then we forget. Mm-hmm. meaning that you know we don't actively review our portfolios with mm-hmm. our financial advisor, bank advisor. At the same time, you know, sometimes we just take on too much risk
0: mm.
2: and, you know, we, we, we can we can stomach. Um, so at are some common mistakes. Um, you know, things and, and as well as, you know, we saw quite a bit of momentum trading. In the crypto markets last year, and obviously you know we know the end result mm. of that as well. So sometimes it's really you know taking a step back, looking at a bigger picture, you know, looking at um, ways to diversify your portfolio
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to also actively manage it.
1: Okay, okay. And given those common mistakes, do you have any other advice for investors currently investing in the
2: market? Well, we recommend you know, a three-prong approach: mm. diversify, invest into quality companies, and leave it to the experts to actively manage your investment portfolio.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much, Clement, for joining me today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. We've been speaking with Clement Lee, who is the Head of Retail Sales Southeast Asia at Franklin Templeton. Stay with MoneyFM 89.3.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.